0: Hi there. Okay, thank you. All right, this is Lynette Wolf and Brian Wolf, and we're super excited. Uh, we're here doing Ron's monthly Gold Club call. He actually uh, <laughs> just took off in his RV uh, today. He just took off. He's doing the uh, the RV uh, adventure for the month of May, right, hon?
1: That's right, an adventure it will be. Ron has taken off with Bev, and they've been married 50 years, and he's always threatened to do this and get in an RV and ride around for a month, and finally he's pulling the trigger, and uh, Bev is happy, but, you know, as he was getting ready and prepared to go, he said, you know what, I'm going to get a lot of work done on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows he has some time riding around in the RV, and Ron's kind of a workaholic, so I'm right. going to be uh working on plenty of new stuff, exciting stuff coming up.
0: And I know we have um we have a lot of uh uh new new uh, wonderful people on this call. Uh so we're gonna briefly uh, give an introduction of who we are um and then we're gonna roll right into the uh questions and lead sheets that were sent in and so forth. So uh Brian and I actually uh we uh, met Ron the Grand about fourteen years ago uh, we love that man so much. He's changed our life so much. Um, he's actually, uh, we've been teaching alongside with him for the past uh, 13 years, and um, he has been so instrumental in taking our whole life and business to a phenomenal level. So, right.
1: well, he, we started off, guys. I mean, we'd done played around in real estate. We'd been realtors, both of us, and Lynette. We live in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, we actually grew up in the Midwest in Minnesota. Yeah, sure you bet. <laughs> so we uh, moved out here where it's nice and warm, and uh, we were both realtors. When I was selling new homes, very popular out in Arizona. I actually was running a mortgage office downtown, so we'd been in and around real estate in different capacities for a long time. And I'd always thought, you know, I could be doing better at this. And I, I come from a family of engineers, and they're all brainiacs and. And uh, so three of them, my dad and both my brothers, are electrical engineers. My sister's a chemical engineer. My other sister's a doctor. So I was very analytical in my approach. And when I saw Ron, uh, it had to pass the logic test for me. And And basically, once I figured out what he was teaching, it revolutionized our business model. And we went from doing some landlording and rehabs like a lot of you guys, uh, to really uh, systemizing it and turning it into a consistently producing business.
0: That's right. We actually, like uh, Brian mentioned, we're in Arizona. We average six to eight deals a month, and we've closed over a hundred and five million dollars worth of real estate transactions. Um, and we have forty years combined in real estate and uh, mortgages. And we actually, um... the wonderful thing is, we are the king and queen of automation, and that's what enabled us to be on the road teaching alongside. Uh, with on the ground, so.
1: so we have an office outside of our house where we have acquisitionists and uh, people that work with our buyers and everything so now you guys never need to do it that way. you never need to That would be a real couple levels up for some of you guys for some of you guys it'd be one level up for basically for most of you guys you're a mom and pop show right now or just mom or just pop, so it's just maybe one of you and you're running the business and and uh, i'll tell you your first little step up will be uh, you know, getting some of these systems in place that Ron offers like the VA and uh getting the Pat Live and some of those things that a business needs, uh, to take calls and to make sure that the business is moving forward. And then at some point, especially when you start to deal with a lot of buyers, is you're gonna want a local person. So we just call them a local assistant. And uh, and then you may, you'll get an acquisitionist, too, at some point um, as you progress in this business. Yes. So,
0: yeah, so um, I did want to uh, run through on the phone call right now. We have um, some participants that can uh, ask questions, send in lead sheets, and interact with us in the queue, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And then we have some listeners only. And welcome to all the listeners. Um, the listeners only um, is actually a way to get on board is uh, – just so you know um if you go to if you're not currently a member of the gold club uh you just need to go to uh com. um so it's actually Ron'sDollarDeal.com. And that will uh, bring you right up just for dollar check it out. It's 59 bucks a month. It's incredible for those of you that are listeners on this call.
1: I think that's Ron's with an S.
0: Yeah, R-O-N-S. Right, right. DollarDeal.com. Thank you, honey. Huh? So, Ron'sDeal.com. DollarDeal.com, sorry. And um, so the way it works is that if you want to get in the queue, you have to hit star zero. That will put you in the queue and that way we can answer questions. I know a couple of you guys sent in some uh, uh, property information sheets. We're gonna go over deal structuring and answer all your questions and all the leads that were sent in. This call should take about an hour. Uh, we'll be wrapping up at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you hit star zero twice though, it takes you out of the queue. So only hit star zero once. So go ahead and get in the queue if you've got questions. Um, anything you want to share or you sent in a lead sheet, okay? And um, we have our uh, our moderator on the phone call, is it Ariel today?
1: That's our operator. Operator, our op- I mean? Yeah. Operator on with us? Uh, well, here's how this business works for most of the successful students going through Ron's uh, group. A lot of you guys will start with the goal club. It's a real good i a way to get a uh, general knowledge, but not so much the specific training you need so most people eventually will get to uh all the successful ones get to the quick start school, which Ron is at, and which Lynette and I are always at so you'll actually see all of us there and we teach for four days all about uh buying pretty and ugly houses, everything you need to know to go out there and do it so uh, that's most of you guys, some of you guys have already been there, and, uh, some ha- have yet to get there. Uh, that was the first training we went to. It was in Atlanta in 2003, and it was the transformative experience of our life. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we, we acted on it. I mean, we learned how to, how to do the business the right way, and then we went out and acted on it. And that's, you know, that's right where you guys are at. So do we have anybody in the queue? Should we start? Hey,
0: Rashawn, Rashawn, are you there? Hi, this is Ariel. Um, guess we do
2: have someone in the queue. We have Alfonso. Alfonso, please go ahead.
0: Thank you.
3: Hey, Ariel. hey, Brian, how you guys doing? Hey, how you doing,
0: Alfonso, oh, nice to hear from you.
3: Yeah, it's great to talk to you guys again, man. I miss you guys.
0: Oh, it's great to hear your voice.
4: <laughs> hey, I got a real quick question for you guys. Um, I've been kind of fighting with a seller all day long, and I know, I think I know what I should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, if I knock his lights out No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh um uh anyways, uh we've been arguing about this it's such a petty thing, but I just wanna be sure that I'm doing the right thing here. Anyways, um, you know, I sent him a contract for an offer on a house and everything. And uh anyways, uh his thing was that he didn't sign the uh the uh the uh, what do you call it, the uh binary deposit acknowledgement, the receipt part, the, 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 the application contract.
1: receipt agreement.
4: Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, he's like, oh, what's the big deal, and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And I I was like, you're telling me that, well, it seems suspicious to me that that's going to kill a deal that you want me to send that or else we don't have a deal, and blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, and all this other stuff. So, wait, and wait, so, is this the buyer you're talking to? No, 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 this is the it's seller. It's seller. So what are you asking mm-hmm. the seller to, what, authorization to release information, or what are you asking him mm-hmm. to sign? No, no, no. I was. I sent the uh, seller a uh, an
4: offer of contract uh, yeah. to purchase the property, uh, and uh, oh, the and earnest
0: me, money wasn't acknowledged. The so consideration, yes, earnest money, right?
4: Because it was only ten dollars. You wanted five thousand dollars. I'm like, look, I'm not going to give you five thousand dollars. Blah blah blah. He's like, well, not right. oh, I just you know have a an agent do what you do. I go, sure you can. I go, but just keep in mind that the agent charges a six percent commission. They're going to want exclusive rights right to sell, and they're going to have your property and how much of an earnest money into pocket do you think they're going to give you? Mm-hmm. and you know, all the stuff that all run, good and, all good yeah you know yeah. so you know he knew he knew he was had and he's like okay okay fine but i reserve the right to you know still sell the property and market it you know while you're working on it and all this other stuff i said sure no problem i don't have a problem with that you know um but in any way so we went to contract and everything and uh <clears throat> so he signed it but he didn't acknowledge
1: the you know the ten dollar uh binder deposit hey, of uh, his money. that's for you guys who have not seen the purchase and sale contract, under where you sign it, there's another little acknowledgement where they acknowledge it says seller or authorized party or agent, it has you know, choices down there. Acknowledges receipt of now normally you're just gonna give ten bucks uh, if you want to, you know, make yourself look maybe a little more professional if it's or if it's a real expensive house you might do a hundred bucks. But that's pretty much all that you've got at risk on these contracts. Now they have to well, you know, they don't have to but they're supposed to sign that in just to show that they received valuable consideration for their signature on the contract. So is he saying that's not a valid contract now? Well, yeah, he went into, you know, hey, you know, because uh, I'm in Texas, so we use what's called the track
4: contract, basically the real estate contract here in Texas. Yeah. And I, he said, you know, that's not even a, a real contract and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I don't see why the $10 uh, earnest money deposit acknowledgement matters and this math. But I mean, look, we need to have consideration. And just, you know, incidentally, just so you know, it doesn't mean it has to be money. It just has to be consideration. But for simplicity purposes,
1: everybody just uses money, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, you understand the concepts really well. So where's the hang-up? Is he trying to get out of the contract now? No, no. The hang-up is in the fact that he doesn't want to sign it, which kind of makes me suspicious of him. And this is the question I had with you guys. Wait, wait, wait. He'll sign the whole contract, but he won't sign the acknowledgement that he received valuable consideration in the form of $10?
3: Yes, that's
1: correct. Well, what's uh, so he's trying to leave himself an out, so he's not committed to the deal. Is that what you're saying? Tell him, you know, you don't have to be committed to this deal. I already told you that you have the right to go out and sell it by yourself. If you get somebody before I get somebody, that's your arrangement with this guy, right, Alfonso? That is right, yes. Okay, And you've already told him that. So, you know, you just say this is just a standard uh, part of our contract, and it just shows that any contract... He, he, and you, I think you've already explained it well, so that's what gives me indication that he's just dragging his feet or trying to leave himself and out. Because when you just say, you know, any contract requires valuable consideration to change hands, actually it doesn't need to be money. You know, Ron makes a joke about how it can be friendship. Hey, buddy, you're my buddy, and he shakes hands. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, normally, yeah, it's money. But uh, and you're supposed to sign that acknowledgement. But I really doubt. I I would find it hard to believe that somebody could go to court if he signs this thing. I think he should just proceed forward and stop bringing it up. Just for, just just ignore it for now and just move forward with the deal. All he can do is find somebody before you find somebody, and that could have happened anyway. And you already told me he could do that. So if he's okay for you to start showing this property and move forward. Just forget that. You know, I mean, and you know what? In a week, come back to it and say, oh, by the way, you know, once you get everything going, if that's the only thing that's hanging you up, you know, you got to keep moving forward. Okay. You know, my concern was this, Ryan, um, and I don't know if that's even possible, but
4: um, my concern is since he was kind of adamant about, you know, getting a $5,000 earnest money or whatever for it, I was thinking, well, maybe he doesn't want to sign it because maybe he intends, he wants me to sign it, because he tells me, one, you sign it first, and this and that, because it raises questions in my head that, you know, your help is something. I said, so I'm not up to anything. The thing is we just need to have this signed so we have a completed agreement and everything.
1: And, so he uh, wants but, you to sign it, then you're going to send it to him, then he's going to write $5,000 in there, and then he's going to sign it? You know what? we are yeah. not going to give him the money. You know, here's the thing. I You know, there's some kind of a disconnect, and I don't know what it is. And uh I think you know something else is going on in his head and If you can uncover the truth here and be a detective a little bit and just ask him some questions now here's the thing all this stuff, all these touchy issues that you run into with sellers and buyers, and all the negotiation, I always say you know you should be aggressive and try to keep the process moving forward, and in negotiations, you should be aggressive up until the point that you offend somebody or or rile them up, okay? I mean, that's why building rapport in the beginning is so good. If you kind of, you're buddy-buddy, and you kind of made a couple of jokes, and, oh, you have kids, I have kids, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, we have these barbecues, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you talk, you know, and then all of a sudden when you are a little aggressive later in the negotiating, you've already kind of made friends, so they're less likely to get offended when you push a little bit. Now, this one Sometimes people just are resisting, and you can't always diagnose the problem. But just I would try to just move forward with this and just try to start looking for somebody for this house. I mean, if he signed everything else, I'd just start moving forward. Yes. Okay. Okay. You, don't,
4: you don't think I'm running the risk so that he could go in there and,
1: you know, if I sign it, because he's waiting for me to sign it as well. Do I run the risk possibly? Can't you, know, maybe? Can't you sign it together? Can't you sit together in a room and both sign this thing? uh we could yeah we yeah that's so. the way to do it i mean if you're sending it around email I, I my feeling is that everybody should sign everything in person unless they have an out of town owner and you have to send the stuff and sometimes sure. it's a little bit anxiety causing to go meet somebody and you know and bring the paperwork and everything and you got to go through it and it's kind of easier if you just email it and they sign it wow it's a miracle but uh you know you don't even have to go through it but you should get good at going through it anyway and you, all you guys should read the paperwork i i've just gone through it again and you know it's it's really not that long or complicated and it's just important to be familiar with what you're talking about because everything that you talk about about every deal you do it all boils down to that piece of paper and what that piece of paper says and and whatever you both and when you both sign that whatever that piece of paper says is the law. And, you know, that's, you know, if you can get good with that and understand your paperwork, you can explain things well. Alfonso, you're doing a great job explaining things. And, uh, you know, let's hope that uh, you can get through to the next. Yeah, n- uh, well,
0: get get together with them in person. You did a spectacular job of explaining it. I can tell by listening to you.
1: Yeah, and getting together in person. And you know what, guys? I used to be way, way more rel- reluctant to go out there and meet people. And I used to want every t. Crossed and every eye dotted, and now we go out, you know, or it's not me so much as our people, but we have them go out even if we know the seller's flexible on giving us some kind of time to pay them off in full, meaning financing, and uh, and they have a decent, they're got a decent asking price. Almost just that is enough to go out and meet people, especially elderly people. They really want to look at you in the face and. You know talk to you and and be reassured. we had some buyers just like that who who very rarely do they ever ask to actually talk to Lynette or me because they just deal with our people and for some reason, these folks they they actually you know what happened they got burned on exactly this kind of deal, so they put ten thousand down on a lease purchase, and the guy didn't honor it when they went to go and buy it and yeah, it was just a hundred thousand dollar home, but even their ten grand back so he didn't you know he didn't really take advantage of them but but they really wanted that house and so when they saw our house and now they just need a little bit of holding and reassuring so we went out and met them you know and uh we closed them and got a big huge non-refundable option deposit so uh sometimes you'd that face to face thing is just what you got to do to to get them to that next step, and anytime you guys meet people face to face, just get them to do something. Tell them to do something and have them do it. Even if you don't get the whole contract signed and everything is, you know, moving forward into the attorney and everything, at least get them to give you some money or sign something or give you the authorization or something, because that's one little step, and they'll leave the meeting having felt like, okay, well, I guess we're going to do this because I did that. If they just take one action, if you get them to. Do one action, that's a big, big step to getting it closed.
0: Brian, that's a great point. Alfonso, awesome question. Yep.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys. Great job. You're welcome. Thank you.
1: Who's up next for us?
0: Uh, Ariel. Um now remember okay. to get in the queue. You just hit star zero to put you in the queue. If you hit star zero a second time, it takes you out of the queue. Even if you just have a question, something you want to share. Or um, I know we got quite a few lead sheets here, so I'm hoping that Kevin is there and Stephanie and Peggy. i got a bunch of lead sheets here. Okay. Who's up?
1: Okay.
2: Our next question comes from Sharon Lee. Sharon Lee, please go ahead.
0: Uh, um, hello.
2: Oh, hello, Sharon. Uh, how you <laughs> like, This
0: would not be a goal Club call if I didn't hear from my Sharon. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, just um,
2: I have a call, so excuse my voice.
0: I don't recognize your voice. Yeah,
5: well, I was was looking after somebody. I ended up catching what they had. (laughs) So, anyway, um, it's just a question about um, um, a wholesale deal. If I if I have my lawyer, and I I did it through um, Um, a realtor as well and uh, the buyer has their lawyer, and the, and the seller has their lawyer.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there
5: is there any way, is that normal, or is there any way I can get everybody to use my lawyer?
1: You know, sometimes you can get the other person to use your lawyer if they don't already have a lawyer, and a lot of times it's going to be smoother, it's going to run smoother if there's just one attorney involved. Anytime you get an attorney involved on the other side, they're going to want to justify their pace. And so they're going to come up with some stuff in the contract or somewhere. And I'll tell you right now that if you're trying to buy a house subject to from a seller and that seller has an attorney, you're never going to get it done. So just give up on buying it subject to, but just buy it with a wrap. It's the same exact thing. You just basically have the attorney create a new mortgage on the property, for the exact same amount that the balance of the mortgage is and the exact same payments and everything. But you just create a new mortgage, so that would be...
0: I understand that, but this is just a
2: wholesale deal.
0: Yeah, well, with the wholesale deal, just to answer your question, so if they have their separate attorneys, you can still make it work. So I don't see any uh, challenge with that.
1: Well, yeah, and that's very common that people will, you know, want to have an attorney. Uh, but you, actually, uh, is this a pretty seasoned investor you're dealing with on the other side of this?
0: I, I believe so. yes. yeah, that's probably why.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so if he does. He's going to for sure have his own attorney, and there's nothing wrong with that. As so long, actually. A lot of times if you guys have an attorney, uh, they will not feel so comfortable if you have them closing it and you're there and the seller has no representation. Right. Or the buyer has no representation and they're supposed to be basically <laughs> offering some kind of dual representation. So it's kinda of tricky for them sometimes. Although if you get the right attorney, you know, they handle it really well. And you're yeah, so, willing to do a double closing. Yeah, a lot of times your attorney's happy when there's somebody on the other side. Uh, you know, so long as they don't, you know, be problematic
0: and yeah, and we've we've had other attorneys, uh, our attorney talk to other attorneys because they have a special language amongst themselves. So um, right. sometimes we'll just get their attorney talking to their attorney. So um, I don't. No. It it should be fine, Sharon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks. Good question. Thank you. Bye. Uh, here's
1: the other thing on attorneys, guys. A lot of times an attorney doesn't. A concept, or like a land contract, or a land trust, or something, until they see the piece of paper, because that's what their whole life is is understanding the contracts. And so, if you send them it, all of a sudden, you know, they'll use it sometimes for other customers, and they'll all of a sudden understand land trusts or land contracts. So just, you know, hey, if you find the right attorney, though, boy, that makes your life a lot easier. Okay.
0: All right. Thanks. Thank you, Sharon. Ariel, who do we got in the queue next?
2: Okay, our next question comes from Ron. Ron,
6: please go ahead. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Hey, Ron.
2: Well, hello, Ron. Hey.
6: Where are you from? Which Ron is this? Uh, I'm in Southern California.
0: Hi, Ron.
6: Hi. Um, I just started a few weeks ago, got onto Ron's uh, Gold Club, excited to learn uh, everything possible. Um, I'm. Cons- I wanted to know about the virtual assistant and um, the best way to go about getting an attorney to represent you when you get to that point.
0: Okay. Well, first off, um, Round the Ground's virtual assistants are incredible. They're totally trained up on the uh, on the property information sheet. They can do multiple things for you. They have this new thing called the Dreams system. Um, it's phenomenal, and if you want to get hooked up, I'll, I'll give you a direct phone number to call. You can go to com obviously, but otherwise you can call 800-567-6128. That's 800-567-6128. Um, because they are so worth every penny, uh, the VA. So. To answer the question, you definitely want to get up and going. They can take the opening call script and get a yes on box A, B, and C. Have you seen a property information sheet?
6: Um, no, that's that's something that um, I need to really get printed out and look over.
0: Okay, so, Ron, if you go, um, you can download the lead property information sheet. If you just go to ronlegrand.com, Uh, you can download the lead property information sheet, and that's what the VA uses, uh, so that what they do is um, we try to get a yes in box A, B, or C. Uh, So um, you'll see the boxes. uh, Box A is they'll sell for what's owed, take over the debt. Box B is they're willing, if we take care of all maintenance and repairs, uh, they're willing to do a uh, lease purchase. And box C is they're willing to take uh, payments for their equity. So give us a little bit of time to pay them off until owner finance, essentially. So uh, definitely check that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, okay. Guys, that's the lifeblood of your business is your leads. Uh, the, if you want to know, if you're just starting off like Ron, uh, you need two things to be successful in this business, and you should write this down. The two requirements for success as a real estate investor, number one is consistent lead flow. Now, what the VAs do, and some of you guys may not really understand the VA program. That's it's the- called Virtual Assistant, by the way. Right, and they actually will call for sale by owners in your area for you. You'll designate an area, and they'll just sit and call and try to get you leads. And uh, they get you, you know, uh, and you'll buy a certain amount of time, and they'll send you leads over your email that you can call and then convert into deals. Um, so that's obviously consistent lead flow is number one. Then the second part, is, uh, is timely closing calls, which means you know, the VA can do all they can do. I mean, if they send you 10 leads, but nobody calls them and nobody converts them into you know, a contract, then uh, then there's no money being made. So that's, that's kind of where the training comes in. That's where going to the quick start comes in and uh, seeing Lynette and us. And you know what? Lynette and me actually do live calls we take those lead sheets that you get from your BA and you can watch us on stage actually turn those into appointments that you got and then we'll actually fill out the contracts that's what we do at the quick start so if you get to the quick start we'll actually you bring in leads for sure and hopefully 5 or 10 leads and we'll actually call them at the event even if we don't call them the first night on we'll call them at some other point and try to turn them into deals for you guys so that's a that's a huge thing in a a big reason to get to that event. Yeah,
0: the next Quick Start Real Estate School with Ron LeGrand and us is actually uh, June 8th through June 11th in Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: Raleigh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, Ron, you know what? So the VA, they like they don't just do your outbound for sale by owner calls to generate leads. They will also help you place Craigslist ads and do other things uh, um, to help you get your business going as well. Um and then what was your second question, Ron? Um, when it comes to having an attorney, you know, oh, yeah. sign the papers and, and that. Okay, now here's what I don't want you guys doing, and and this is a such a common question. It comes up a lot, and it scares a lot of people because they, you know, Ron says, you know, you must have an attorney to close, and it's a very, very good idea to have an attorney to close. I will tell you that's not necessarily the way we used to do it back in the Wild Wild West days when we started. We did tabletop closes, and then we had the sellers actually follow us in their car over to the bank, and they notarized the deed over to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't do that anymore. That's oh,
1: There's just too much litigation out there, and there's too, you know too many people looking for some free money, uh, you know, by suing. So take care of yourself. It doesn't happen that much, actually. I mean, for the, the amount of deals we do, it's, it very rarely happens when you do it, when you establish these things properly, and when they feel like you've handled things professionally. That's been my real uh my real battle cry lately is professionalism and so you know you want to dress nice you want to look good you want to have a really nice business card with your picture on it that says real estate investor on it and you want to handle yourself professionally uh and if you do that uh with attorneys especially that's really important and so you don't call an attorney and say hi i i'm trying to learn this real estate thing and i'm going to do some subject twos and can you do help me out you know that that's like the last thing that that sounds like way too much work and headaches for an attorney so what what does an attorney want? They want a client who's a paying client, so usually I will tell you guys, don't go hunting down attorneys and making a bunch of calls to attorneys until you have a contract so get it let us get you to the point where you go out and get a deal and have a have a contract in writing. And then I will, we can even help you, but you can call around and say, all you're looking for is somebody to do signing appointments. Okay? I mean, the attorneys will help you in other ways eventually, but essentially, right in the beginning, you just want somebody who will sit down with a seller or a buyer and say, sign here, sign here, sign here. Thank you. Shake their hand, and that's it. So they have a, a nice office not too far away, hopefully. And uh they just they're willing to do these closings, so the first question you call when you do have a contract, you ask the attorney that you call, "Do you do closings for real estate investors do, and just do you work with real estate investors there's an amazing amount of real estate attorney different. Uh, classifications and specifications, and some are in commercial, and they don't do anything like what we do.
0: Yes, and, Brian, you bring up a good point. Ron, if you have a local real estate club, a RIA club, did you say you're in Los Angeles, California?
6: Um, Yeah, I'm uh, south of that in Fontana.
0: Okay, because, you know, like Steve and Robin Love, I mean, you have lots of really good real estate clubs who would have referrals on uh, attorneys as well.
1: Mm, That's the easiest way to get it. And anytime you can get a referral on anything, even if somebody refers a buyer or seller to you, it's a warm lead. And so if you can get a warm lead on an attorney, somebody that you, you know, you go to these real estate investing clubs, and uh, you know, you, the, a lot of times attorneys will actually show up looking uh, to work for work with the investors. So, uh, or some of the investors there will have an attorney that they work with, and uh, can can give you a warm referral like that. So that's that's a really good point, Lynette, is to go to get some get a good referral from a real estate investing club.
0: So, Ron, have you been to the Quick Start Real Estate School yet?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, you're just starting out.
0: Okay, that'd be like kind of your first yeah. step. That would be the introductory boot camp. So
1: get, get all the training you can on the goal club. The more and oh, by the way, guys, there's a lot of goal club uh, weekly uh, lessons. And Lynette and I have a lot of closing calls on those. It's closing calls that we actually filmed at the quick start, and then Ron talks about the deal afterwards. So if you want to get your feet wet a little bit. And get a good sense of how these deals get closed. uh, You can go and check out some of those.
0: Yes. Actually, Ron goes over the deal structuring, and it's awesome. You should check that. The Gold Club is replete with information for those of you that um, are uh, not Gold Club members yet, but you need to, anything you need is there. It's incredible. Everything from, um, you know, a forum with a chat room to all the forms and contracts and everything you're going to need to do the business. It's incredible.
1: Well thank you for your call, Ron.
0: Did we answer both your questions?
1: Yeah,
6: um yeah, you did. I appreciate that.
0: All right. Well we'll be seeing you around then.
1: Okay, appreciate that. Yeah. Thank and you. Guys remember you. too, you can come to the summit, which is a once a year thing, and that's uh it's you know, cheap, a couple hundred bucks or something, and you get to see everybody and you can bring leads in and that's happening in like February, so that I'm sure they put it up on the Gold Club, so yeah. Okay, Who's next?
0: All right, Ariel. Who do we got in the? Oh, you know what? Actually, I think we had um, uh, in the in the queue. Let's see, Slava. Slava, are you on the call?
7: Uh, yes, I'm here.
0: Oh, there you are. Hi. Hey. Hi, how's I'm it right going? It.
7: Uh, everything. Everything's great. I'm. Uh, I'm really excited. Part of the this amazing group and uh, learning a lot every day and. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, to close my first deal.
0: All right, your first deal. Awesome. And
1: we just saw you. You just came to the Quick Start recently, right?
0: Yes. Uh,
7: yes. Yeah. Actually, I was. Uh, uh, I was so excited when I saw Ron and I believe in February uh, here in Houston, uh, one day fast track event. Mm-hmm. I got I got so excited that uh, I didn't wait for the one in November because you're coming back in November to Houston. That I I flew to Nashville, Tennessee, and then I drove up to Dallas. So I did two quick starts in a, uh, in a row because those are uh, just phenomenal events. And uh, there's so much information that uh, uh, it took me at least a, a couple of those to uh, to kind of have it all sink in. Oh, that's awesome!
0: Yes, it's like a fire hose of information at those QuickStart Real Estate Schools, and you can return for a whole year for free. So that's great. You've already been to two in a row. Yes, yeah,
7: yeah, yes, ma'am, and uh, it, it was definitely worth it b- both times.
0: Awesome. So you said you got your you got your first deal because that's always exciting. It's nice when you can share that. Um, what did you end up buying it for, and what do you think you're going to sell it for?
7: okay so uh my very first uh, my f- very first deal is uh uh i got it under the contract at uh four twenty and the, the uh r on it is uh 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 four seventy five um and, yes and also i'm uh, so i'm expecting to uh, uh to make about forty forty thousand uh at least on the on the front end when I wholesale when i wholesale it and the way i Decided to go about it. I'll uh, wholesale it to a, a local builder, uh, one of the custom builders, uh, with the exclusive right to uh, to list because I am a licensed agent in the state of Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. And
7: uh, uh, this is a prime lot in uh, in one of the best areas in Houston. And uh, the fi- the finished product should be estimated sales price about one point six million. So after all the splits with Keller Williams, uh, that's my broker. Uh, I, I typically net two uh, two and a half percent, so we're looking at another uh, thirty five, forty thousand at, at the back end. Uh, whenever the builder finishes the product and we sell it, so no oh, wait, that, this uh, is a vacant lot, Slava. Uh, it's it's actually uh, uh, it's a fi- it's a there is a tear down like old house sitting on, on it, and the house okay, so you're
1: gonna tear down the old house, and and you already have a builder lined up or you are going to look for a builder who wants to build on this lot.
7: Um I have um, uh, I have a uh, three uh, uh three four builders uh uh that uh express interest they're running their due diligence. But, okay. Uh, it, it is very important to the builders because that lot has been already subdivided into parcels. So it's uh, it it will save a builder uh in Houston here at least three four months. Uh, How many parcels? Uh, only two, only
1: two. Okay. It's two parcels for 420 so you're paying 210 per lot. Are they the same size? Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is inside a subdivision then, like a custom home
7: lot? Uh, no, no. It's uh, for, the, for the locals who are on the line. I mean, for well, Estonians on the line, it's a it's month for the area. Okay. Um, it's... Uh, it's just very, very a great school district, very uh, prime uh, provocation. location, and uh, really hot. Well, business. that's
1: that's a really g- good, interesting deal. So you you put it under contract. Now you're not going to close on it yourself. You're going to actually assign your contract to a builder and just take a wholesale assignment fee. Is that how you're going to structure this, Slava? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, it, the yes. forty thousand. Yeah.
7: Okay. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. And the thing is, you got this deal. I think wasn't it a yellow letter?
7: uh no actually uh that uh, uh I got this lead from a warm market from uh, uh because i'm pretty uh, i'm very active in uh, pretty much all uh, uh Houston Rias and uh just from talking to to people but yes i nice uh, so it was
0: like a referral amongst other uh people that you know which you gotta get the word out to everybody you know and you're very active in the Ria club I know that so
1: well it's yeah. networking really networking yeah absolutely, yeah. and here's the thing guys you you're going out there and i think of deals sometimes uh like a coconut okay and now most people see a coconut like if you were on a deserted island you saw a coconut and you didn't know how to break it open i mean it's a hard little hairy thing and it looks kind of ugly and you don't know how you're going to get anything out of it now what we do is we come along and we give you guys a big machete just to chop this open so we give you the tools that you need and now this deal I'll bet you the other person, whoever you got this from Slava, they couldn 't see the deal that's right. to them it just looked like a useless coconut that they could never crack open, but then you you walk in, and that 's a lot of the deals because we teach you guys these different strategies, these other people, these other investors they don 't even know what a pretty house deal is. So they're walking over they're walking past great big coconuts that you guys could be, you know, surviving on and, and thriving on. So that's that's a great job, Slava.
0: Actually he had he had the luxury of talking to us every week and that's why he recognized this uh deal structuring deal. Uh
7: yes, and uh actually um I would like I would like to compliment you both from the bottom of my heart to express my uh sincere gratitude because uh some of the some of the tips. Well, first of all, our uh, weekly uh, weekly calls are very helpful because uh, um, it, and it's gonna sound like uh, just plain common sense, but it, it's really how things work because uh, every time we we try the, uh, every week we try the progress and uh, you know how they say if you can't measure you can't manage it. So that definitely helps a lot uh, and they just. Uh, uh it just we had an excellent call like last week uh, that uh, Linette, uh gave me uh, like really great tips uh um, just um i just uh, just one one of them just makes me feel warm and fuzzy because uh, uh i started i started a yellow letter campaign and uh, i just, i wasn't just comfortable uh putting my physical actual address on the on the letter. Um, and uh, I know that uh, if you would use like a, just a regular USPS PO box on it, that would uh, uh, significantly uh, impact negatively impact the response rate. Right. One of the one of the tips that Lynette Lin- gave me is just uh, she told me just go to UPS and get a uh, their PO box which has a, a regular ad- address on it, and uh, uh, that 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 was a huge relief. And I I went out and that day. Uh, UPS just next door, just a minute away from me, and uh, I got it. And it makes me feel uh, uh, really good uh, having having that PO box with uh, with actual like real address. And, and uh, now moving forward, I don't have to uh, to disclose my physical address. It's, and it's not like them. Uh, it's not like I'm hiding anything, but it just you know. It, no, you it's getting
1: re- your systems in place properly. And exactly. you do feel warm and fuzzy. The more systems you get in place, once you get your the answering service. Now we haven't really talked about Pat Live, but that a lot of people use Pat Live as their answering service. So when yes. sellers yes. and buyers call in, uh, it'll go to their Pat Live account. Um so that's another one. And when you get all these things set up, it's just that you feel more confident too, and you feel like that uh, you're handling your business professionally and you know, you're not uh, you're giving a good uh experience to your customer. And and that's why I talk about incoming call capture and all these other aspects of your business, but definitely this part of the, the experience with you and I talk about uh conversion ratio all the time. Now, do you think obviously you know, Slava, that if you put a PO box on your uh, yellow letter on your return address, you're going to that's going to really negatively impact your conversion ratio? And so is you know if you don't feel comfortable putting your your address on there, you're not even going to send them out. So, uh, but that's a really good tip and great tip, Lynette.
0: Yeah, we are we are so excited for you, Slava. And the thing is, we're so proud of you. You actually do what we tell you to do. <laughs> you are amazing. Yes, uh,
7: yes uh, thank you. And uh, I feel honored and privileged to uh, to learn from you guys. Uh, uh, because uh, we, it's definitely life changing. That's why I went to two quick starts in a row. Because uh, uh, just like Brian said during one of the quick starts, like when I met Ron and you, and you two, I, I just realized that's it. Because I've been looking for something for the outlet to to better bigger things and um, uh, real estate. And and uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of folks on this call understand. Like there, there are so many, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, coaches out there. Uh, they haven't, haven't, haven't. I'm not doing a, a, actual real deals, so it's very important to to find a mentor that uh, that is just plain simple, just one of the best out, out there, and uh, uh, real you, and, and real deal. And and also uh, just just really quick, I know you need you need to move on to other uh, mm-hmm. to, to other folks with questions, but also I would like to to um, uh, to to compliment you, uh, Brian, uh, and also tell folks who are even remotely considering like coaching is uh, to me personally just speaking from my experience uh unlimited email support is uh is fantastic is because uh, um um i i just made an offer this week on on another property here in you know, friendswood which is a like suburb of houston a uh, great property in the like mid, uh, mid 300s and uh, uh it just gives me uh, i'm getting more and more comfortable with contracts but uh i yeah. i unlimited email support just uh, Gives you that extra layer of protection and uh, uh, just peace of mind when you go when you go into um, uh, to the meeting with the, with the seller and uh, and just uh, knowing that you, your paperwork is right uh, done done properly because one of those mistakes one of those uh, on, on the on the contract may be very costly so uh, that that's that's a huge a huge help and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Slava. Yeah, you know when we signed really up, Ron. In the beginning, we did not
1: he didn't have mentors, and i'll tell you our learning curve was definitely longer than it had to be, and with more pain laced along the way <laughs> so yeah, anything we we can do and these calls are great and any any training you get, one little tidbit you hear or just that little tip on on getting a home address or any little tip like that you hear might be that catalyst that actually makes it all click for you and you start getting leads and all of a sudden you got a deal and then you get two deals and, and it all uh, avalanches for you so awesome yep.
0: thank you
7: you're a go getter hey, thank you we'll do
0: <laughs> okay thank you that was awesome mm-hmm. Um, Ariel who do we got in the queue okay
2: our next call comes from Sharon Sharon please go ahead
1: hi Hi, Sharon.
5: Is this Sharon? Uh, Sharon
0: from where? Um, I'm from um, Spring Grove. Okay. Hi, Sharon. How are you doing? We just had another Sharon on the call. I want to make sure it wasn't the same Sharon. Nope, no. Nope. I actually um, live in Illinois and now transferred
5: or in the process of transferring out into Georgia. So um, oh. I sent in that property sheet, but I'm not sure if you got it there in time. Um, so, if you don't have it i you give, us, go you through give us my a questions.
1: quick rundown on the deal what's the r oh, okay
5: right? sounds good um well, it was appraised at anywhere between, and she has the appraisal between three forty five and and five fifty five and I'll tell you why it's such a spread um it's a property that um they aren't sure how how much is actually um, along with it on the inside because the appraiser, unfortunately, couldn't get inside. So I don't know how an appraiser can actually give an appraisal like that, but that's what the appraisal comes out at. Um, All right, so
1: what does she want for it?
5: um, Well, she's again she's this is why I'm calling in because I'm not quite sure how to handle the whole situation. um yeah. she originally had said she would like somewhere at least around four hundred um again, she doesn't know exactly what is needed on the inside because she has gotten burned by an attorney that she put into the house um, about eight years ago. He paid thirty uh a month in rent for four years and then has turned around and stopped paying for the last four years and
1: uh, so she's had to pay. she could not evict this guy in four years?
5: She couldn't because he has been the attorney or has gotten another attorney for him. Um, Another reason to not have necessarily attorneys going into your places but... um, so she has had a whole
1: lot of difficulty with that. Um, it's a six, eight, six uh, and a half so acre she, property. Does she expect you to get this attorney out or is he now, uh, has he agreed to move out or what's the story on him? It's, well, at this point,
5: she has to pay him $32,000 to get him out. Um, and. Um, She's actually paying him $5,000 $5, for the keys in the middle of June um, and uh, $30,000 upon the sale of the property. So, I mean, he must have had some some real good attorney for all of this to happen. But
1: um, So
8: you would have to
1: come up with 30 at least to just to pay off the attorney out of this transaction. Is that correct? that's what my guess is yes like if there's an attorney in the middle of this thing and you are going to have to write that contract because this is kind of a weird house and it's got problems and it's probably a mess in there and you're going to have to explain to them that you are not going to close on this until you find a buyer for it uh, unless there's so much equity in it and they'll give you an incredible deal on owner financing and, you know, maybe you can flip it as a work for equity. But if she wants 400, and if they said 350 to 550, uh, it must, you know, and if she wants 400, it better not be a nightmare in there. And how big is this house?
5: This is a five-bedroom, three-bath, six-and-a-half acres, 6,000 square foot.
1: Oh, okay, so this could be really bad in there. This could take a lot of money to fix. I mean, if it's some 2,000 square foot house, it can only cost so much to fix. But if you got 6,000 square feet, you're going to have to probably do all new flooring and everything, especially if it's a luxury home. Uh, you can't under-improve it. It can't be, like, the cheapest-looking house in the neighborhood. So you're going to have to do granite countertops and everything. Uh, you know, so you can't even get a look at the inside until mid-January, or mid-June, excuse me? Um,
5: that's, what, that's what she's afraid of, that she can't even get in there until then. So, And that's where I didn't know quite what to do, if I wow. could just...
0: Karen, I think that attorney, obviously, it does not sound like just a straight lease. He must have signed some kind of owner finance deal. I'd have to see what's going on with the paperwork to really uh, be able to get to the bottom of that situation. Um, Just because he's an attorney doesn't have some magical powers. Um, We have attorneys in our houses, and it's no big deal. It's the same process if you're evicting them or. Uh, whether foreclosing on them if they have owner finance and they're defaulting. so uh, There's something going there's something on, going on we there. Know, but, um, we don't know the whole Putting stuff. that aside also with the values being all over the map, I did want to mention uh, realestateabc.com. It's a very user-friendly site where you can get comps which will help you possibly hone in on this range even though it's kind of a, a special location, special situation. So once again, the website is called uh, realestateabc.com a B C. A is an apple, B is a boy, C cat. Dot com. It's an awesome website for comps. Very user friendly.
8: Um,
2: right. You
0: know, we need to. Um, we need to obviously, if you put something under contract, it's all contingent on you seeing the inside. So um, I would first try to hone in on the value a little bit better there. Um, but if it's worth, this is it's, what one call it's worth by 50, completely fixed up as as a final ARV.
1: Um, okay. well and that's why if she wants four hundred and depending on the repairs, I mean you're not getting this thing for under mail. And uh and that's why you gotta get some kind of owner finance. So is on it, it free and clear right now? <clears throat> if she if she'll let it you It is
0: not free and clear.
5: It has hundred and sixty thousand um on a twenty year and she's got eight years into it.
1: Okay, so well that doesn't really matter. What matters is will she sell it to you for a four hundred and she'll sell it to you for. Will she take care of the attorney? Will, what was the lease that she will sell it to you for down? If she wants you to pay the attorney off for thirty grand or thirty-five grand, that's not. You know, that's you don't want to come up with ten percent usually on these deals. You that
0: want. That would shoot, be yeah. That would. You be, want to shoot John like three, a third. three <laughs> something.
1: So you'd like to pay something like ten grand, and that's probably the number I would throw out there.
0: But if, well, we don't throw out a number, but that would be our bottom line number. If you mean
1: if you have to, and guys, there's a lot of times you have to throw out a number because they won't say a number, and you have to sort of guide them into a number. But if it's a 500000 hundred thousand dollar house depending on what they're how eager they are to sell it, you know, you can throw out some kind of really low number. But if you can get this thing for a really low number and she's going to pay off the attorney or even if you had to pay the attorney off but they understand that you're not going to be able to do it until you find a buyer, this, this is a pretty hairy deal. So I I don't know, I'd have to get a really really willing seller who's willing to wait and willing to take very little down. And if, if she was very cooperative, uh and you could see the inside and it looked pretty good then you know then this could be a great deal it's a little bit hard to tell without you know a little more information
5: okay so my biggest biggest thing to do would be to have her have her if she was if she was willing to deal with just filling out an
1: option right or, no you want you'd like to get this under a lease option i i would what i would do on a property like this Anytime you see a property that's expensive like this and uh, there's some uncertainty about the amount of equity you're getting, uh the simpler and and sort of safer transaction is to do a sandwich lease purchase. So you get the property under also it's way cheaper because you don't have to pay any transfer taxes and you should know in your state how much it costs to buy a house and transfer, you know, ownership of a house. And but you don't have to do that with a lease purchase. And so if this lady would do a sandwich lease purchase where essentially you're going to lease purchase it from her for as long as you can get um usually if you can get 5 years that's pretty good. Um if you can get 10 years or something I mean in our scripts we actually ask for 30 years if they're if they're okay with it. Um but yeah, we
0: And and also let her let the seller know of course we usually don't put any money down on this kind of transaction. So um, if you can get killer terms on the sandwich we as paragraph three. Do you want to talk about that, that, Brian?
1: Well, it just if you get the best terms on this, and then you also write in there that you're not going to close until you find somebody, and then you put 90 days in the contract. And if the, if 90 days pass and you don't have somebody, the contract is null and void, so it expires essentially. So. That way, uh, either way, you put them, you gave ten bucks, and you, you know, hopefully turn this thing. Now that's that's where, you know, how can you show it? Is it gonna? What's it gonna look like, and all that? That's when all that starts to come into play. But yeah, I'd probably sandwich lease purchase from now. That's a big question that comes up: should I sandwich lease purchase or owner finance it? And if you want to buy it, owner financing, usually if they're giving you some pre equity. Now, if you, if you find out. That this she's willing to sell it to you for 400 and you get inside and it's really not too bad. I mean maybe 10 or 15 grand in cosmetic work and you know you look at the comps a little closer and there's a couple of sales just like your house for 525. Then I want to own it. That, then I would want so long as she wouldn't make me pay, put too much down. See that's the other thing that's nice about a sandwich lease purchase. Sometimes people will say, oh well if you're just going to sandwich lease purchase it give me first and last months and that's enough, and so that's great. But uh, if you are buying on owner financing, some, all of a sudden a little thing in their head clicks in, oh, 10%, you know, I, I don't know where. Everybody has this, a lot of people have this number, oh, well, and I want like 10% down. So if they're in that mode and you can't get them down to about 2% down, then you might go with a sandwich lease purchase. But, boy, if she's giving you like 50 grand in free equity or some really good low payment or something, that's when you want to buy it and get it in your company's name.
0: Absolutely That's this this could definitely be a good deal.
1: Yes, definitely could be. Okay,
0: okay now now if it's something that, that
5: let's say because it's in Illinois and I'm now in Georgia, if I if I'm if she's really gun shy because she did this lease option and, and expected this attorney to keep going, she doesn't want to do any more of that. Is there anything that I can offer her?
1: That's right. Now if you if she's Done some sandwich lease option with this guy, and obviously it's gone horribly wrong. Then you need right. to buy it. I wouldn't even mess around if that's the, the, you know, if that's the whole story. Then you could just say, listen, let me buy it from you. I'll buy it directly from you. My company is going to take ownership. Now the way we set it up is you're essentially like the bank. So I'm going to be making, my company, like I said, is going to own the property, but I'll be making payments to you on a monthly basis until we pay you off in full. Now, sometimes we'll set this up for, you know, like a 30-year term. So if you don't need all the money right away or you would just like to get payments, you know, maybe that'll work. And then you can just go to the go to setting the appointment, if they if you, if they don't flinch at you saying 30 years, if they don't say, no, I don't know, that's probably going to be too long, which a lot of them will say, then you say, well, what we do is we put a balloon payment on there, usually at, now this is where you guys have to kind of play it by ear, if they're kind of, if they're real motivated to sell, you could say usually at 10 or 15 years, and if you can get 10 or 15 years, you're doing awesome. But then, you know, if they're maybe not so eager to sell or whatever, you can always say, well, we put a balloon payment in, usually at five or ten years. And you're trying to get uh, obviously the most. But if you get five years, you're doing really well too. Okay.
9: Um,
1: and that's you know, and if she's she, yeah, she's gonna be gun shy in this lease purchase thing probably. So, uh, hopefully, she doesn't you know demand too much down on the owner financing if you go that way.
5: Okay, and what would I be having her fill out if I, if I got her to do
2: that? You
1: would do the standard purchase and sale contract with her, and you'd buy it for the 400 and you'd write it, and you would write in, if you're looking at Ron's contract, it would be under 1E, 1E where it says purchase money to seller, and then, and then you got to go down to 2B. If you guys are filling out contracts, if you're at that point in the business, just remember 1E always goes with 2B. If there's okay. anything in the, in 2B, 1E has to be filled out and vice versa. So if there's something in 1E, 2B has to be filled out because that's the terms of the owner financing they're giving you. Plenty okay. of the contracts that we do have 1E and 2B filled out. So that's, okay. that's where you explain the owner financing.
5: Okay. And I can do that with a $160,000 mortgage already. Yes. Don't even just... write that in.
1: I mean, there's – don't even – if you're writing a standard purchase and sale contract, there's no place where you will even write in what the underlying mortgage is. Now, on a okay. lease purchase contract, there is a space where you write in the underlying mortgage because you want to make sure that it's not higher than you know what your suppo- what your option is. So, but on a purchase and sale contract, as long as you know, uh, it doesn't really matter what it is as long as it's less than what you're buying the house for. Okay.
0: Well, thank you, Sharon. Good luck. And um, I'm glad we could be so helpful.
1: All great questions. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, Ariel, it's actually we're approaching uh, the time. How many people are in the queue? There are currently four people in the queue. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to cut the queue off right now. So we'll take these last four people. And um, go ahead and uh, let us know who's in the queue.
2: Okay, our next call
1: comes
10: from Joseph. Joseph, please go ahead. Yeah,
1: hello. Hello. Hello? Hello. Yeah, hi.
10: Hi. Who is this? This is Joseph.
1: Hi Joseph, how are you doing?
10: I'm good. I I sent some uh some lead sheets in and I wanted some uh input. I'm kind of Talk a little. I've been in the drum for a while, and I'm trying to restart.
1: Okay, Joe. Uh, here, you pick your best lead. We got time to do one of your leads, okay? And I'm.
10: Yeah. Hello. Hello.
1: I don't see your leads here, Joe. So you tell me which one do you think well, you have? Well, the-
10: there's there's one there's one with um for three hundred twenty-five thousand. Uh, it's, uh, it says, um, free and clear.
8: Okay. So uh,
1: the, now, how much is the house worth, Joe? What's the R of after-repaired value?
10: Well, the house doesn't need any repair.
1: Okay. So, what do you think the house is worth? What's the market value?
10: Well, the, the um, the, uh, the Zillow estimate is 298791
1: eight seven ninety one. Okay. So, do you think that's about right? Do you think it's worth 300
10: Well, I mean, if Zillow says 298, I'd prefer to stay closer to... um...
1: Yeah, well, you know, Zillow, the Zestimate is sometimes good, sometimes not. When you guys are looking up comps on any site, I want you to find exact comps. Just don't rely on just the Zestimate. And
0: remember, realestateabc.com
1: yeah i really like real estate abc dot com because it it displays all the comps all the recent solds as a list as a little grid and you can look at them all of them in like the last two years are all laid out right there what they all sold for so if you think if you go in there and you find houses this is a three bedroom or a four bedroom Um.
10: yeah three three
1: bedroom so if it's a three bedroom like that same square footage in that area sold within six months ideally within six months or within within half a mile but you can go out a year and a mile and sometimes you got to go out further than that so you want it to be sold within the last year and within a mile of your your subject about the same square footage and built around the same time find two of them the top two sales don't just go by the estimate because they could be throwing in uh bank owned sales distressed property sales you don't know you know what they're all putting into this estimate so if you find let's say if you want to really be on the safe side find three properties that are similar to your uh, yours comps and that and see what they sold for and average those out but go on the high side i mean when we're selling with owner financing generally we're asking we're padding it by about five percent the purchase price over what we think the value is so if you find if you look in there and you find a comp for this house that's a three bedroom in the same area and like I said and it sold for three fifteen, okay now that's something. And then you got another one that's sold for three hundred five. But then you got this weird one that sold for two seventy that's screwing up your, your comps. So really this house is probably worth three ten. Uh, so you know that's why that's why you don't just go by these estimates. You got to look at actual solds that are actual comparables to your actual house. And you just look in realestateabc.com. It's
0: That's there. a good point, Brian.
1: All right, so you got 300 so what are they asking for it? Have they said yes to any kind of owner financing?
0: Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to talk
10: to them yet.
1: Okay. Well, we need that information. Now, here's the, when you guys are looking at these lead sheets. Here's the number. Here's the exact order I go through in pre-screening them and telling you if they're good or not. Number one, I want to see a yes. Now, if you look at these boxes, the yeses would come on questions like, Are you willing to give us a little time to pay you off your equity in full? Are you willing to consider a lease purchase when we? With us taking responsibility for repairs, stuff like that. So if they're saying yes to anything like that, they're basically saying yes to giving us a little time. They're willing to give us a little bit of time to pay them off in full. So that's yay. That's that's the biggest hurdle to overcome. So if they say yes to that, they may not understand the question. So it's not a for sure. You know, yay, hallelujah. It's going to be a for sure deal. But it's you know, at least it's a good indication going in. Then what I look for is spreads. Now, what am I talking about there? I'm talking about a spread between what their asking price is, what they think it's worth, what you think the comps are worth, like after you look up your comps or your estimate or whatever, and what the mortgage balance is. So those four figures all they're what the spread is, and the bigger the spread on those first three, the better the The less that he's asking she or he or they are asking in comparison to how much I think that property is worth or what they think it's worth, then i'm real excited. If there's ten, twenty thousand where there looks like they're giving me some free equity that's great. okay that's the first two things I look at. Uh, beyond that, you know what I look at I look at the notes. And if you guys have VAs, the notes will reveal the deal. And really, just peruse the notes, and you'll figure be able to figure it out pretty quickly what's happening with that deal. And sometimes it'll sort of explain that the yes wasn't really a yes, or the no wasn't really a no. Um, and then once you, once you go through those things, then just make the call and put. The, but if you're sorting by quality, that's my order: yeses, spreads, and then look at the notes and try to figure it out. Okay. Awesome. Yes, and so on this deal, if you your big question is will you give us a little bit of time to pay you off in full? You know, whether you get that through a sandwich lease purchase, uh or if you get it uh now in Texas guys you're not doing we had a couple of Texas callers, so you're not doing sandwich lease purchases in Texas. But most of the rest of us are. Um, and, and so sandwich lease purchase or owner financing, some kind of deal where they give you two years at least, that's kind of what we're shooting for. So that's what you got to ask them if they're willing to give you uh, the right to make payments and not have to pay them off in full right away. Okay, Joe? And that's your question for all of your leads. You know, if they say yes to that, then you know you got something. Okay. All right? Hey, good Try to get to one of the trainings or anything you can get to, more training and read Ron's new book. The less I do, the more I make, you know, whatever you can do. Expose your mind to this stuff and uh you know, just pick it up more and more and, and uh and to get to the good the quick start. That's my best advice. Okay. All right. Awesome Joe. Thanks. Hey, who do we got? Who's next?
0: Ariel,
2: who do we got in the queue? Okay,
1: our next call comes from Clem. Clem, please go ahead. Yes. Hey, How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Hey, long time no talk too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if I've spoken
9: with you before, but yeah. Uh,
0: oh, I thought you were the Clint from uh, Texas.
9: No, no, I'm the Clem from your old stomping ground, Minnesota.
0: Oh yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota.
9: Nice. Minnesota, yeah. I'm in uh, the Twin Cities, and I tell you, I, uh, I'm i a member of the Gold Club. I just purchased uh, Ron's cash flow system. Okay, great. And uh, so I went through the ugly house business, mm-hmm. and I'm going through the other pretty house section of that now and then planning on getting to a quick start uh, sometime. I want to come in December, you know, when it's, you know, nice and cold yeah. up here. uh and you want to uh, out of Minnesota. Anyway, but I need some cash, and I feel this is the way to go. So I'm looking at the wholesale type of deals, and so I, I what I kind of thought to myself is, okay, I'll be my ant farm, and I know Ron says don't do that, uh, but I'm my own ant farm. But I figured I look up condemned properties or abandoned properties, mm-hmm. and what I'm running into here in between Minneapolis, and I'm kind of right on the border of Minneapolis and, and St. Paul, so I'm right in the metro area. Mm-hmm. I'm running into a situation where, and particularly I was just reading it, going through some stuff in St. Paul, where if before a seller can sell an abandoned property or one that's been designated as abandoned by the city, you cannot, they would have to get it um,
1: approved to sell and i don't does think i mean they to that have to the fix it up to the point where they get it up to code so it's not condemned right, well, right. yeah and they have to have and they have to have a truth in housing as well too All right, well, wait uh, so now what... you is there a way you know what here's the thing clem there's a lot of statutes out there and different cities and different counties have different crazy rules sometimes and sometimes they seem sure. crazy but usually if you look at it and you get you find the right lawyer usually there's a way to kind of structure the paperwork to kind of work around it sometimes there's not and sometimes right. you know now the my thought on this would be is there a way to structure the financing so that uh... if the you know let's say it was going to cost five or ten to get it up to code you're willing to pay that or you're willing to sell it on wholesale and have your is willing to pay that now, is there a way that they can contribute that into the deal uh prior to close or something to bring it up to code or you know, you got to get creative sometimes when there's little laws that are are blocking you. Here's the other thing, Clem, you only have been listening to the ugly house stuff so far. Yep. Um there's a lot of money in the pretty houses too and fast money. Um if you can just get a house under some kind of subject to Lease sandwich, lease purchase, or owner financing contract with little or nothing mm-hmm. down, you can turn around and mm-hmm. get 10, 10, 15, 20 grand from a lease purchase buyer. And that's not, you, you don't have to like keep that in escrow for when they close later. That's spendable profit to you instantly. So right. in the ugly house world, the quick money is off a wholesale. If you could get a house like that, but see, here's the other thing too, Clem. Uh, you, a lot of times you need money in the ugly house world, but if you're just going to do a wholesale, you don't. But if you're dealing with any kind of institutions, usually you do. So if you're dealing with banks or any repos or anything like that, usually they need proof of funds before they even will talk to you. Now, if you're dealing with condemned properties where there's some kind of city involvement, then, you know, you're asking just for headaches. Obviously, you want to try to find these uglies that haven't gone through the condemnation process and all this other stuff, and you just have the seller still in charge of the house. And then, if you can get a hold of him, and sometimes people will stick, they'll drive around with yellow letters in their car or just some little yellow saying, some little letter if you haven't got yellow letters yet, where you just say, Hi, I'm interested in buying your house and uh, please call me at this number. And they stick it in the door of the ugly house. And so, if if you are driving around and you see ugly houses, you've got to track these people down. And there's definitely some good money to be made uh, being your own ant farm. But yes, you want to get other people doing it soon and and when you say it gets other people doing it, I was trying to figure what you you advertise on have list
9: on somebody club to site,
1: around. yeah on the gold club site guys there's actually a program it's called the Field Agent program, and you can actually uh If you do, if you're Gold Club level, I think it's the 297 level, there's this uh, new program that comes with it, the DREAMS that Lynette mentioned, and that's like a data uh, customer management database program. So if you're using that, it actually has uh, this field agent uh, program plugged into it. And so uh, they can actually turn in uh, leads to your DREAMS website, and it will, uh, you know, instantly verify them that they're not dupes and all kinds of stuff. So, But basically, okay. Ron, it has a whole uh, lot of training about this field agent program. Yeah, if you
0: just go to the Gold Club, because you're a member, right, yep. with the Gold Club? So yes, I am. Yeah, yes, I just am. go to the Gold Club and type in uh, field agent.
1: Yes. And, okay. come. we'll do that. you at some training uh, hopefully real soon. Right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet.
0: You're welcome. Bye-bye.
1: Uh-huh. Bye-bye. we got two more?
0: Yeah, two more in the queue. Okay, our next
2: call comes from Jeff. Jeff,
8: please go ahead. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Brian.
0: Hey. Jeff. (laughs) Hey,
8: thanks for staying late. I appreciate it. No problem.
0: Oh, yeah, we don't want to cut anybody off that was in the queue.
8: Hey, I've got uh, just two quick questions here. I know Ron likes to do mostly for sale by owners when he's finding these pretty homes. Um, seems to me like the realtors come across a lot of good situations. Have you ever dealt with the realtors to find pretty home deals? And if so, how's the logistics of that? How are you paying the realtor? Well, it's a little tricky because the realtor wants to get paid.
1: And the idea of the pretty house business, obviously, is little or no money down. And if you got to pay a commission, it kind of defeats the purpose of little or no money down. So if you got a $200,000 house, And the average commission is 6%, you're looking at $12,000 up front that you'd have to come up with. So, uh, but yes, realtors are out in that world, and realtors do talk to sellers. And if you see, and this is my recommendation on this, if you see, um, if you have a realtor on your dream team, now this is important for everybody, everybody's going to. It used to be before 2008, we didn't really hardly work with realtors. We said, hey, if you run across an ugly house on the MLS, give us a call, and we'll, I, I shouldn't tell you this, but we would just tell them we'll write a check for it. Normally we would just, uh, you know. Right, below picking, the mail
0: formula. Yeah, right.
1: but we never, yeah, but we, uh, but really we're more focused on pretties. But now, in you know, obviously the world flipped upside down, and then short sales were in abundance, and you had REOs and a lot of properties that we, you didn't have before, and, so uh, we started working a lot more with realtors. So what I want to uh, – my my approach on realtors, guys, is if some if there's a property that's, you know, for lease on the MLS, you could try to do something with it. Um, But, uh, you know, it is tricky, and Ron definitely does recommend that
0: – Just REOs and short sales and ugly house.
1: Yeah, uh, that the pretty house yeah, you guys, are you tricky. You
8: guys stay away from them then.
1: Yeah, that's, his, that's always been Ron's recommendation. And, you know, if you – A lot of times, like I said, you know, it takes a big commission right up front, and they're not going to work with you unless they know they're getting a commission. So.
8: Okay. Okay. Um, And my last question is, um, do you guys normally show a pretty home with the original seller still in there? That's a really good. Buyer first. How's that work? Yeah, that's a really
1: good question. You know what? We just did two open houses. We. had two open houses on the same day. We were doing an event actually out here in Phoenix. You guys might have heard of this. We're doing this leads to deeds pretty house workshop and we have people coming out and uh we show them some open houses we're doing and kind of sh- and take them to our office and show them our office and how we do the business. So, in the process of that, uh we were, you know, we were showing some of these two houses and one of them the seller was still in it. And if you have a good relationship with the seller and they keep the house nice, and it's our recommendation that you call ahead and, and you, you know, for sure you verify with the seller that it's okay. Now she's going to be in there till June first, and so I'd like to have someone else moving in on June first. You know, she's going to be until the end of the month. I want it'd be great if I had my person in there and I have no vacancy then. But if I have to wait to start showing until she's out after on June first, and I'm for sure not going to, maybe I get somebody in there halfway through the month, but probably not till July. So I eat a month of rent. So what I want to do, if they're amenable to it, and we don't recommend you just send people over, although I have heard Ron say, yeah, just tell them to not talk about money. Now, I I don't trust it to that degree. So usually, of course, we have people that work for us, too, so we don't have to go ourselves. But, uh, you know, if if it's two hours away, maybe you send them by themselves. But normally you'd want to meet them at the house, kind of walk them through. You can ask the seller to leave or not and you know it's the same as agents when most people are trying to sell their house to a real estate agent they don't move out just because they're trying to sell but usually the agent will call in advance and say can you leave because it makes it kind of awkward to show the house if you're in there and so you guys have to play it by ear but yes we we for sure if they're okay with it I don't want a vacancy and uh, you a lot of times these houses show better if the people took care of it and they have some decent stuff the house shows better with stuff in it and if it's a big, empty box, you know sometimes well if you know we have a lot of staging and stuff, but that's a hassle too, so yeah, we definitely show' them if the if the seller's cool with it, and we make sure the buyer we don't usually do open houses, although we did with this one uh but we also make sure the buyer's pre qualified now we're not gonna take somebody out there, and number three question on the list is what's the most you can put down on your beautiful slash nice new home. And so when you ask them that question, if they say $2,000, you're not taking them. But if they say, you know, $15,000, then they're worth the trip for sure. So that's kind of our policy on that.
8: We've done a lot of homes that we've shown that were occupied. We made a videotape and make the person watch the videotape. And then if they're still interested, then we set it up. Oh, that's a terrific idea. Yeah, that's Um, a terrific
1: idea. So are you guys doing a lot of uh, pretty houses, or what are you doing?
8: Um, I've done about 400 flips. Wow, terrific. Um, yeah, we we'll do lease options. We sell them on lease options and do owner financing and things like that on the way out. Do you uh, also?
1: Where be, are you working?
8: Uh, Northwest Ohio. Um, so we cover about six counties up there because it's very sparsely populated. Okay. Now, have you been with Ron for a while? Uh, no, I just bought I, – I listened to this stuff back in the early 90s. You know, oh, okay. Early, early 90s, and then I just got tied back in with his more updated stuff. He's kind of solved some of those uh, problems that everybody's run into, you know, yeah. with the, all the new laws and, you know, uh, real estate commissions being after people and stuff. So that's why I bought his, his more recent updated stuff.
1: So have um, you done stuff uh, working through realtors much?
8: Um, I actually have a realtor working in my real estate office. One of my employees I sent to school so I'd have a inside. Um, so, uh, we you know, we buy our junkers through them. We mm-hmm. uh, haven't bought any pretty homes, but it seems to me like I might be able to use him as a realtor as the inside, especially for expired listings, mm-hmm. um, yes. mailing to them. And, you know, they, they might want to talk to a realtor more than an investor. That so he true. can list the property and then bring us in to negotiate or something along that line. And what was your name again? Uh, Jeff Denny. Jeff Denny. Okay. Denny. Yeah, D-E-N-N-E-Y. Okay, cool. Um,
1: well, it's great to hear you, Jeff. It's great to hear what you guys are doing, and that's awesome. You sound like you got a great business going. So, uh, will we yeah, see you at uh, something upcoming? Uh, even the summit would be great.
8: Uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything planned right at the moment because yeah. I'm too busy running the, running the <laughs> show. Um, do you put a sign in the yard on the on the homes that are occupied? I'm, I was always concerned about somebody driving by and actually stopping and talking to the. You know,
1: uh, I just make sure we have an X, either another sign right next to that one, or we write real big on the bottom, showing by appointment only. Oh, and, and that usually handles the problem.
0: Yeah, oh, showing by appointment, appointment
8: only. Great idea.
1: Okay. And then,
0: of course, yeah. instruct the sellers.
8: All right, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. Awesome. Awesome great questions. To talk to yeah. Take care. You too. Here we go, one more.
0: Okay, who's in the queue? Okay, our
2: last call comes from Kevin. Kevin, please go ahead.
0: Oh, yes, Kevin, we got some weight sheets.
2: Uh,
3: Yes, hi. Um, My question wasn't really geared towards the – well, it is geared towards Mm -hmm. the weight sheets because I'm working with one of the uh, potential um, sellers. And the question I get uh, when I follow up with some of them is, um, well, what if my – you want to have my house for two years um, or more? What happens if it appreciates? And so now um, –
1: sometimes they will say that, and if, if it appreciates, that's kind of where we make our money, is we try to uh, tie in tomorrow's prices today, to so yes, we the property will appreciate. Now, if people are really hung up on that mm-hmm. and they really want retail price, you can actually just tell them, look, we'll, we'll, st- we'll do a step-by-step structure on this. We'll do a step structure on this deal where if we buy it within the first 12 months, we'll pay this price. If we buy it month 12 to 24, we'll pay this price. Uh, and now you got to make sure these numbers still make sense. And sometimes it's just the idea of it. It's just it's them not being able to quite get over the idea that they're giving away this this equity by giving you time. Now, obviously, that's how we make our money. We make money uh, – Time value of money. We don't have to pay them off in full right away. Get them to agree to two or three or four or five years, and that's where we—that's our cushion in there because people will pay more for that time to get qualified. So now, if what this with this deal, if you just tell them what's what's the house value? I um, mean, what's this, your average value of your
8: properties?
3: Oh well, average values, and well, the county's OC is around eight hundred thousand.
8: I'm sorry, I missed that. how, how oh, much are what's the oh, average house price about
3: seven fifty in orange county uh, seven hundred fifty okay
1: 000. all right well, that's the different animal okay you you have a very different situation than most people, and so are you working these houses in the seven fifty range or have you found another area that's a little bit more reasonably priced.
3: Yeah, I've gone to um other counties such as uh Riverside, San Bernito would around the four
1: hundreds. Okay. I actually i I'm not saying there's not deals in the seven fifty. There's fewer uh lease purchase buyers in the seven fifty range. Mm-hmm. I I don't want you to completely neglect the potential deals in that more expensive range. But uh, you know I like the four hundreds you're gonna have a little bit more uh more people who can qualify. Now if they're oh, okay. asking you that in California they might have a legitimate point on a property of that size. If you're if you're doing dealing with a two hundred thousand dollar house or something, not you're not gonna get that a lot. If people are, you know, looking at okay now, let's say the market goes up three percent in one year and my house is worth four hundred thousand so that should be it should be worth four hundred and twelve thousand next year. If they're all in their head like that and looking at town numbers like that there's chance, Chances are they may not be, you know, our perfect candidate. And you may not work it out. But if you want to tell them that you'll do a little uh, hike, you know, uh, every every year or something, like uh, three or four or five thousand, something like that, and that satisfies them, then you know, then that's that's another strategy. If that's okay. the only thing that's a stumbling block.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was a stumbling block on um, a previous one who I had read agreed on and then last minute backed out and then it's, this one that I'm negotiating now. That, that's that's a good good. On advice, thank you.
1: Well, now how much time did you have on that one? Two
3: years. Um, I had them at two years.
1: Yeah. So if you you could give them a little step up at one year, if that's the thing that's going to stop them from doing the deal. Okay. All right. Yeah, that worked. makes sense. Thank okay. You. Good question. Good. Good job. All right, Lynette. I think that's everybody.
0: Hi there. Yeah.
1: So it was a great call. Yeah, this was
0: a fantastic call. Thank you for tuning in. Um, You can always listen to it again. Uh, If you go to the Gold Club, they put their recorded uh, monthly Gold Club calls up on there because I know there was a lot of great information that way you could uh, retain everything. And hopefully we'll see you at the Quick Start Real Estate School um, or Business Management, which is coming up uh, June 23rd through the 25th in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Around the Grand and us, we can't wait to see you guys. And um, don't forget about his new time management. I just did want to mention that real fast, honey. Um, It's a brand-new boot camp that, uh, workshop that Ron's doing. It's called Time Management. It's on June 21-22 at the same hotel that precedes business management, which is uh, June 23, 24, 25. Um, And uh, I I believe he's giving a, a killer deal on that, so you can go ahead and call uh, go ahead and feel free free to call that number uh, that I gave you um, earlier, or go to Ron's uh, com to sign up for that. The time management. Yeah,
1: and a lot of these things, guys, are going to be on your Gold Club. Just and it's on the, the Goal Club too. events on the Goal Club site and check them out. We're, we're at almost all of them, so we'll love to see you there. And always bring leads. We're Always making calls for people, and uh, we just want to get out there and close you guys. Yes, deals. we
0: love to close deals for you. So bring in lots of seller um, property information sheets, property right. lead sheets.
1: So we'll hopefully we'll see you real soon, and uh,
8: we're signing off for Ron LeGrand and the Wolf Couple.
0: That's right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Great talking to everybody.